0: Digabit, a a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Okay, this is the very last Digabit for the Glory study. That makes me a little bit sad because this is a study To which I feel like I have with which I feel like I have become very intimate I have really grown from this study and I'm so thankful for not only the word but for the gift of life that God has given me so that I could complete this year of study that I know will impact my life for as long as I'm here on this earth and of course I am so looking forward to that aspect of the study that we've come upon now the eternal glory that we are going to enjoy with our lord and around the throne in his very presence. I'm so glad that you've taken this journey with me. If you know of someone who would benefit from this study, we still do have some of the hard copies of the study left and of course it's downloadable free. So uh this study of glory of course could be very beneficial to people even if they are not studying right along with the group at the same time that we've been through it i'm just thankful for this study and for what it has been to my life and i'm very excited about a new study we have almost 8,000 women now in the group i know that there are not that many who are studying along but there are thousands and we are very blessed and to god Of course we give all of the glory because it is not our doing so thankful for you so thankful for your encouragement let me just go ahead and say here that if you have not received your books yet we are doing it as quickly as we can we're getting them out as quickly as we can some of your books were a little bit held up because you had shirts in your order and those orders those shirts are on back order but we've decided that we're going to go ahead through that stack and send those books out just so that you won't be waiting on those books and then send the shirts separately as soon as we get them. I believe that is uh, the status of those. Be patient. Go ahead and do get the download until you get your books if you don't have them by the first. We're getting them to you as quickly as we can. As you know, this year had some special obstacles because everything had to be mailed whereas before maybe half or more of the study books were picked up at polishing the pulpit so this year we are drowning we are swamped that's a very great blessing but if you'll be patient with us let us know if you get an order and it's not the right one or it's not complete we're going to do everything we can to make everybody happy here as we kick off this study I'm thankful for Glenn, who is just committing every free moment to this, and I'm so thankful for all of you who have, are encouraging in so many ways. Yesterday, as we were driving to eat, we saw the most beautiful rainbow in Huntsville, Alabama, and I said, oh, Glenn, God is giving me this. As I wind up the very last dig a bit, God is giving me this visual to go along with my study. I want you to turn around so I can take a picture of this. And he said, was that a serious statement? And of course we were in about eight lanes of traffic and my good husband turned the car around so I could go and get a picture. But that rainbow had faded by the time I got to the point where I could take a picture. Let me tell you this, the rainbow fades, Noah's rainbow faded, but God's promise behind that rainbow never fades. He is going to take care of his people and as we close this glory study i hope that that is the overriding and overarching hope that you're taking with you is that our god will never ever ever forsake us and as we seek his attributes we will become stronger and stronger and stronger spiritually even as our bodies become weaker and weaker as we grow older and then one day we will be completed, perfect, whole, till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. I'm so thankful that while our physical bodies are decaying, that our spiritual selves are getting stronger and better and renewed, as the Scripture tells us, day by day. We're going to be looking at... First of all, 1 Timothy 1 and the attributes of Jesus, our glorious Lord there. And I hope just in a short amount of time to be able to define those attributes from 1 Timothy 1. We read about our glorious Savior there, the King. And I want to define His attributes from 1 Timothy chapter 1 as we're closing out that study verse 1 tells us that jesus christ is our hope he's our hope he is our joyful the definition of that word our joyful and confident expectation of salvation that is in jesus we can be joyful and confident do you want some joy in this dark time in our society then take the hope That is from our glorious Lord and Savior the joyful and confident expectation of salvation he's our grace verse 14 and again that word means that which affords joy of course it means mercy of course it means favor but involved in that definition is that which affords us joy he is our faith he's our conviction of truth that's what makes us confident in our salvation he's our love verse 14 that's agape love he is long suffering and we are as his followers long suffering there means constancy and steadfastness we don't have to waver when this world around us has gone all crazy and chaotic because we have something that's bigger than this world we have a constancy that those around us do not have He is eternal, and He makes us eternal, at least on the future end. We're not eternal in the sense that He is from before the beginning of time, but He gives us immortality, and He allows us to live forever in heaven with Him. Perpetuity of time is what that word means. He's immortal, verse 17. Both of these are in verse 17 now, which means He's incorruptible. He can't be killed and we cannot be killed we can be physically killed and be able to pass over to the perpetuity of time where we are incorruptible invisible he is unseen and we as christians have an advantage over the world we have the superpower as the spiritual superpower of being able to see the unseen hebrews 11 He's honored, verse 17, and that means that we value Him. And because of that value that came at the cross, we fix a price on our Christianity. He's glorious, verse 17, and of course that's our doxo so word. He's, well, that's doxo, let me say that right, that's doxo in verse 17. Our recognition and our display of the glorious attributes of our savior those are the words in first timothy 1 and their definitions i want you to just take a bucketful of joy today to know that you have all of these attributes in you and as you display them before the world you hand glory over to the one who gave you these attributes i love these passages I wanted us next to look at 2 Timothy 2, and from that passage, I wanted us to notice that there are actually, one of the questions says, in what sense do we as Christians reflect glory when we're willing to suffer for Christ? And that's what this passage is about. But it gives us two specific ways at the end of 2 Timothy 2, two i'm going to say avenues by which we display before the world the attributes of our god and thus bring people to him the first one of those is that we are vessels it says in verse 20 but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver but of wood and earth and some to honor and some to dishonor we really want to be vessels of honor If a man therefore purge himself from these, and he has listed the things that we are to put away from ourselves there, sins, he shall be a vessel to honor. He will be sanctified and prepared or meet for the master's use, prepared to every good work. I really love that picture there because it's telling us that, now when you go to get a bowl out of your pantry or a bowl out of your cabinet that you're going to use to make cornbread or whip up a cake mix or whatever it is you know that bowl doesn't talk to you and say pick me pick me i'm all cleaned out on the inside i'm not dirty you won't even have to wipe me out pick me you know that bowl is not going to tell you to i sometimes uh when i'm talking to the kids i'll personify inanimate objects like if somebody bumps into a table i'll go over and slap that table a little bit and say don't you hurt my baby anymore but you know that's ridiculous inanimate objects don't cry out to us and say pick me or i'm sorry you can't choose me today because i have a dead fly inside me you know (laughs) they don't talk to us in that sense we When we are cleaned out as a vessel and the word vessel there just means equipment or apparatus that god can use we are his piece of equipment his apparatus and as that you know as a bowl or a plate or a cup that can be used for his purposes we're um, not necessarily choosing whether or not he picks us up and for what purpose he uses us but what we can make sure is that we have been cleaned we have been cleaned washed acts 22 16 in the waters of baptism we have to just be sure that we have been cleaned if we've been cleaned and if he is preserving us then we are ready for whatever he chooses for us. But he is the chooser. I'm going to just say that an example of that is digging deep. Cindy Cawley had no idea that I would ever be involved in a Bible study that would be online. In fact, as a younger woman, I didn't even know what online was. But here we are, and I'm 60 years old, and... I am doing something that God picked out for me to do. But He couldn't have picked me if I hadn't been mercifully cleaned up for Him. I'm a vessel. I didn't say, Lord, could I just please do digging deep because that's what I choose to do? I didn't do that because I had no concept of what He could use me for in this study. He did this. He, through His providence, has allowed us to to be vessels and he's picked us off the shelf and used us for whatever it is but we had to be cleaned up we had to be submissive in the waters of baptism in order to be those unknowing vessels and i'm praying that he's not finished with me i'm praying that he is going to be that i'm an implement that's going to be good for his use that's going to be practical that's not going to be broken or dirty or have a dead fly inside of me i'm i'm praying that i'm going to be that instrument that's going to be clean and ready for him to use until it's time for me to go to glory so vessels don't get to pick out their jobs always or ever He is using us in ways that we can't imagine as his apparatus, equipment, tool, bowl, whatever you want it to be. We're just vessels and he's going to use us in ways because he is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-seeing. He can use us in ways that we can't even imagine. And then the next one is a way that we're commanded to be active not passive not um waiting for him to decide how to use us but let's go ahead and read on down flee youthful us verse 22 but follow and here's some things that we put on faith charity peace with those who call on the lord out of a pure heart but foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they gender strife and he goes ahead and talks about that strife and then verse 25 in meekness instructing the word there really is correcting those who oppose themselves those who are doing themselves harm spiritually if god perhaps will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and they can recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who were taken captive by him at his will he says we look around us all around us and we see those people who are living to hurt themselves yesterday a friend and i were talking about a family in which it seems everything is dysfunctional and everything is dysfunctional because folks in that family have not chosen god's way they are opposing themselves and this scripture here tells us that we can grow and grow if we put off put on righteousness faith charity love peace With those who are calling out of the lord and if our hearts are pure he's telling us that we can purposefully correct instruct those who are tearing down their own houses those who are hurting themselves and god will if they repent then god will allow them to recover out of the snare of the devil so this is more um an active instruction for us look around you ladies look around you we sit on the shelf and we wait for god to in his divine purposes know how to use us but then he tells us this hard thing that we're supposed to be active about we are supposed to be correcting or instructing the word even means chastising by rebuke or reproof and admonition the original word even meant chastising by blows now i'm not asking you to go out and hit people who find themselves in sin but what i'm asking for is that we all could look around us and find the people who are really hurting themselves and we should feel sad for those people and we should know that the answer for those people is in the word of god and we should with meekness of course Galatians 6 1 instruct and chasten and even rebuke those people using the word of God not using our own decisions or lifestyles but using the word of God because we are all amenable to the word of God and when God says remember when God says thou shalt he's saying help yourself to happiness and when he says thou shalt not he's saying prevent disaster. So God tells us here first to be vessels. That is, be ready for whatever God has in mind, even when we're not sure what God's going to do. Be clean, be pure, follow after righteousness, dispel those things from our lives that would harm us and make us hurt ourselves, and be ready for whatever purpose God has for us. And then actively look around us And help other people who are opposing themselves to stop it help them to understand meekly that we when we follow God's plan for our lives we are blessed in that and he can use us then in his service as tools I want us to notice it's very interesting here that Hymenaeus and Philetus are mentioned in both of our chapters they are in 1 Timothy chapter 1. I'm going to turn back there real quickly. Look at the last verse. The last two verses. Some have made shipwreck of their faith. Do you want your faith to be a shipwreck? Well, then be like Hymeneus and Alexander. He's going to mention Hymeneus and Philetus. Actually, Hymeneus is mentioned in both. Be like Hymeneus and Alexander, whom Paul says, I have delivered to Satan that they may be taught not to blaspheme. When people blaspheme, or that is, um, reject and speak against the truth of God's Word, they're making a shipwreck of their faith and of their own lives. And then in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 17, it says that we are to study and show ourselves approved to God work women I'm going to say who don't have to be ashamed handling a right God's word or the word of truth I don't know of a better digging deep verse than that one give diligence so that we can be approved unto God and how do we do that well we get into the word of truth and then it says shunning profane and vain babblings for they will increase to more ungodliness and their word will eat as doth a gangrene of whom is hymenaeus and philetus who have erred and they've taught that the resurrection was passed already they've taught false doctrine and they are overthrowing the faith look at those words again They have a gangrene something is hurting them and they're overthrowing or making shipwreck of the faith why Because they're not doing, verse 15, giving diligence to show themselves approved unto God. But they're into things that are foolish and unimportant rather than the Word of God. Oh, I'm so glad that you're with me on this trip. I'm so glad that you're with me on the journey of digging deep. Because we can decide that we're not going to be like Hymenaeus and Philetus and Alexander. They're mentioned in 1 Timothy 1.20 and in 2 Timothy 2, verse 17. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 14, Alexander, this is the one that was mentioned in 1 Timothy with Hymenaeus, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord will render to him according to his works and beware of him also. For he hath withstood our words. Whoa, ladies, we really want to be in the book. I'm begging you to, whether you're doing Digging Deep or not, to be in the Word of God. Because here we have these men described who did much evil withstanding the Word of the Lord who made shipwreck of their faith and others faith and who had a gangrene or a cancer growing inside of them that could not be stopped because they had blasphemed the word of God or spoken against it. And then Paul says, I finally just had to deliver them to the devil. I had to say, okay, uh, we're going to have to take our fellowship from them, put them out of the church because they are hurting people. So first they oppose themselves and then they hurt people. You know, I'm, this whole study has been about displaying the attributes of God for others. And Hymenaeus Alexander Philetus did the opposite of that. As we close I want to just pray that I know that there are some of you who have been studying along because I've spoken with some of you I know that there are some who are not prepared vessels you've told me that you've told me that your lives are not right with God I want to just beg of you to stop hurting yourselves if, the, if you find this to be the case. The way that you become a washed vessel for him is by understanding that without repentance of sin, confessing his name, and being washed, the vessel has to be washed. Being washed in baptism for it has to be for the remission of sins if you're baptized for any other reason you're just dunked in the water it has to be for the remission of sins because that's so powerfully taught acts twenty two sixteen, 16 acts 2 38 mark 16 15 and 16 first peter 3 21 romans 6 3 and 4 Galatians 3 27 you know it is the submission there's nothing in the water it is the submission to his will that saves us but we are not submitting to his will when we say we are saved in another way other than being washed in the waters of baptism when we say we're saved in another way that's pride before him And I I want every woman who is doing the Digging Deep study to decide that pride is not going to be a, a part of our worlds when we look to the Father, that we are going to fully submit to His will so that He can use us as vessels for Him. I'm not saying that because I think I have any oh corner or license on the the book of the book of god i i have the same bible that you have but so many times i think that we let our pride stand in the way of our examination of that word and what the bible clearly tells us to do our god is not the author of confusion he has told us what it takes for us to be clean to be vessels for him and to have that confident joy and expectation of salvation that comes only in christ but he cannot save us against our own wills we have to put away our pride and decide that we are going to fully submit to his will in believing that the New Testament is His divine will for us, in deciding that we're going to stop any sins that stand between us and Him, we are going to, as the passages we talked about today, we're going to put on righteousness and faith, and we are going to put on long-suffering and understand that without Him we have no confident joy of salvation um, Umbly submitting to his will, we are going to submit to baptism for the remission of our sins, as Acts 2:38 says. And as Acts 22:16, even Paul, who wrote the words that we're talking from today by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul said that he was washed, his sins were washed away, Acts twenty two sixteen 16, at the time of his baptism. i tell you what, I'm going to go with the Word. I'm going to be confident and joyful in the expectation of my salvation, and I'm going to glorify him till the day that I die. I love all of you. Thank you for encouraging us this year as we complete this study, and may God bless us as we embark on a new study of the Ten Commandments, not just Exodus 20, but of their ramifications in our systems of government, but most importantly of their ramifications as we, we see Christ fulfilling the old law and making a new law for us that includes the precepts of those 10 commandments from exodus 20 may we glorify him may we glorify him as we go throughout our days hope that you have a great week september the 1st kicks off our new study please keep inviting people it's not too late to invite people all the way up into october to even be current with our study it's an easy catch up i'm going to go across the street today. I've already texted my neighbor. I'm going to put a book in her mailbox. She is a woman who loves the Word of God, and I hope that she'll study along with us. Think of people who you might be able to invite, who might benefit eternally from a study of the commands of God. Have a great day!